a brand new edition of T and Friends Watch a Scary Movie. I, of course, am T, and we're talking what else but scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in on another brand new episode here every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube page that you can find right here. As this page will let you know when I'm uploading new videos. Again, we upload them to the YouTube page every Wednesday. And sometimes we might have some other videos to show y'all too. Toy unboxings, food making and eating and challenges and stuff like that as well. But the only way you're going to know when they're going up is if you're subscribed. And then of course... Every Wednesday night, right after our new episodes, we do a movie watch party. Usually it has something to do with the episode. We're watching a movie that's involved with maybe what I've reviewed or something with news or something like that. Now, sometimes we vote. Like last week, for example, uh, we watched The Edge to go along with part one of the interview I did. And other times we have a little bit more fun with the movies we watch as well, too. So remember, you got to subscribe to our Facebook page, which you can find right here. And this page will let you know when we are doing our watch parties. Again, we do them every Wednesday after new episodes. And then traditionally we do our TV watch parties every Saturday night. So we go back, watch some old school horror TV shows. We got commercials and music videos to go along with that. This month of the month of March, we've been doing them on Thursdays just because Saturdays don't really work well for me this month. But we'll probably get back to that next month and following up on that. Anyway. Tonight is part two of my interview with the writer and director of the recent great horror film, Hunter Hunter, director and writer Sean Linden. Last week I showed part one of the interview. We got to ask a lot about the movie and about his filmmaking style. And tonight we are starting off right away with some spoilers. So if you have not seen Hunter Hunter yet, you are going to want to turn this off right now, or you're going to want to skip forward. And I will let you know specifically here, right there, where you're going to want to skip forward to, to avoid the spoilers. We're going to talk about that ending. We're going to talk about a lot of other fun things. And you're going to get your inside scoop on the sequel to Hunter Hunter. Yes, got a scoop from Sean himself. We're going to talk a little bit about the sequel. So, this is it. Part two of my interview with director and writer Sean Linden. Enjoy. And with that, you you had some fantastic performances in it. Um, I, I mentioned it, but I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Camille Sullivan's performance real quick here um, to where she ends up being the uh, guiding lights, not really the right word, but she is the she's the captain of this ship as we slowly progress through this story and to get into uh, kind of spoiler territory, which if any uh, those of y'all who are watching, um, you're going to want to skip ahead just a little bit for some of the beats that might come up here. Um, but after after the absolutely insane ending goes down uh i focused in on her walking out of the shed back towards the front of the house surrounded by uh, by authorities and uh, after that after she's done you know with uh with nick stall basically there's still like she like she's stumbling she's she's just like she's she's out of it like there there's not a, not a weakness there is an emptiness there and i don't know why I fixated so much on that in the best, best of ways. Um, talk That's to me. Camille. Well, oh God, I'm sorry. That's Camille. She was a, she was a powerhouse and she was, we were lucky enough to, to shoot most of it chronologically. So she had always had the anchor of, cause she goes through a lot of emotions and has to, you know, pull herself up by her own bootstraps to face a lot of different occasions. And by the end, 
um, uh, she's she gets broken, I guess, for her to to give a little bit of of spoilers. But she she was always gearing up for that for the final um, climax when she knows that all of that work that she had done for the entire movie burns itself out and leaves that absence that hopefully uh, leaves that absence that you were talking about when she walks out of that shed or she has nothing left. There's no there's no more and inside of her it's it's just kind of an empty shell that that revenge has consumed and then there's really there's really nothing else it's a pretty nihilistic ending to a movie with with not a huge lesson at the end uh, that can clearly be discerned but yeah by the end her her soul's been broken so that's the end which uh let's let's talk about that really quickly as well too specifically the the ending here um I there there's no secret. I I love horror movies. I I love movies in general, but horror obviously sticks with me. And like you said, like I would absolutely agree that your your film is like it it goes more like of a thriller or suspense or a very very uh, very big drama with like horrific elements in there. And none of that changes the fact that I don't think I've been more shocked by an ending in years in year and we've had some really like and again your film is your film is really good we've had a lot of other really good films in the last like decade or two that didn't have endings like that and i don't just mean for shock value to where it, it felt justified and i don't like, not even from the revenge revenge point of view or anything like that but it just felt that all this emotion and everything that Anne is just holding in is just building up and it was such just like it, it was almost like earlier in the film when she screams at the wolf to scare it away from her and renee it, it's almost like that to where that ending is just like a scream basically and i i'm so curious if while writing it you know revisions and all that there if you ever thought that that would just catch people the way it did because that's that's one of the biggest things that i i see across social media and just reviews and everything is just that that ending like talk like where did that come from and did did it change and did you really did you think that it would have this much of an effect on people honestly uh i was hoping so the 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 whole idea behind it like the another experimental part of the the story is its structure and that it's kind of structured like walking into a trap walking into the trap that that populates the story is that the story kind of lulls you into this sense of general non-specific alarm um, that doesn't really um, come into fruition there. So, so it kind of lulls you into that sense before kind of snapping shut on you and, and suddenly it's a whole different world. Like if you walk into one of those traps, it's, it's you, you hit your, your emotional and physical senses just pivot on a dime and, and you realize you're kind of, uh, you're, you're suddenly in danger. So it was always, it was always meant to have that visceral effect by the end, but <clears throat> the, 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 at the heart of the story, it was ultimately just trying to think of, um, what's the worst thing that, that could, what, what, what could make like a, a picturing a, 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 a morally good woman or a person, uh, and the worst thing that you could think that you could do to another human being and try to see what kind of what's the process that turns uh, somebody who's essentially uh, uh, good uh, into performing uh, an act like that. And even from an audience perspective, 
hopefully there's a lot of there's a cathartic element to the ending where you're like kind of that's why I was hoping to see it in the the in in theaters with a genre audience because I was I was wondering if people would be standing up and cheering this moment like yeah good for you <laughs> and then it just and then the story kind of ends and then you're and then the audience is left with like what do what did I just uh, what did I just cheer on or what did I just you know agree was the right decision and what does that make me as a moral human being and then you know what is morality and then you know <laughs> oh, oh, and you man. start wearing black shirts every day yeah and uh, man um with this cast and like you know whether whether it's whether it's luck whether it's talent whether it's you know just having having the right common sense or anything like that there um like i said you you have a good cast together and you you said that you know everybody's just having such a great time on the set how how important really is it not just that that you have good actors who can do the material that you wrote because you you had the luxury here of not only directing your film but writing your film too and a lot of people don't really get that to where they're adapting somebody else's words or you have to see your words being adapted and not being not matching up necessarily with the intent with you writing this film were you able to basically put the movie out the way that you wanted to do it uh with some notable exceptions yes okay. like it was always as a, as a writer director when i'm writing something that i'm going to direct it's basically already directed by the time I write it in my head, because I don't really um, sign off on scenes that I write until I can see them in my head. And then uh, the directing part of it is is pretty much just executing um, that that kind of clear vision. And that's what comes, uh, that's what writer directors benefit most from is that they can be the best source of information, like the best resource material for the script. Like I've guy had an answer if it, if an actor had a question for me I had an answer for everything for doing it and and the things that weren't seen on, in the movie that there's they got to see you know understand enough of the story to get them going and even if that wasn't what winds up being on screen it's a starting point that actors uh, can use as a as as discussion with me about about psychology and what feels wrong and then it's just the best idea uh, comes through and I think that's where that that authenticity came through but yeah as a as a as a as a writer director you have that that kind of control um and as far as having a good time on set like we were mucking it you can tell that we were far far away from from civilization uh we were shooting far with no often with no running water or electricity and raining all day and you know humping lights and 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 equipment up cliff sides and and you know it was generally an an all-around difficult uh shoot so to keep everything really the crew had a really uh, also had a big part in and and were able to feel proud of of their work um and and the collaborative nature that we had on set just means that everybody was doing what they can it was they were tight days but we were laughing the whole time it was it was a grim ass movie but you know off screen the the, uh, the actors wouldn't go back to their trailers because they just wanted they wanted to hang out and to talk about their characters which we would do constantly and just enjoy being out in the middle of nowhere even if you are ankle deep in in muck and getting deeper did was there anything uh from the experience like uh from either shooting it 
or from the script that didn't maybe didn't necessarily make it through that you really wanted because as you said i mean you you got to plan everything out in your head as you're writing you're you're basically directing it in your head as well and nothing's actually gonna gonna go to get shot until you finalized it and signed off on it is there anything that you know you decided ultimately from the script that you can reveal that didn't make it into it or was there anything that you shot that you ultimately just said this has to go because it just doesn't fit with you know how things are going with the film now yeah that's that's just kind of how it works i would imagine with with all movies it has with with all of mine and of 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 reacting to the moment um, and and having to think on it on the fly and especially while editing if something doesn't work in the uh, it, with the flow of the movie, you have to be prepared as a as a filmmaker to let that stuff go for the sake of of the greater good. But if you're if you're doing it right, like all I can see in the movie are mistakes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see. I'm not getting any of the of the of the initial effects. Like I've I used to during the editing process, you'd watch the movie three times a day for you know, two months. So I know it backwards and forwards and where every little cut came from. That's all I see is, are the things that I could have done better when we were shooting um, and, or, or uh, things that I shouldn't have wasted resources on because uh, the, some of it made it to the cutting floor and, and, and made our days more difficult. There's tons of that that always go into it. Like no movies uh, um, ever, ever, I, perfect in their filmmakers eyes i i hope not they always want to always want to improve right that's that's it they have to they have to take it away from you that's uh the story to hunter hunter would have evolved uh and uh, uh you know if it hadn't have been made for another two years after this one it it probably would have uh evolved slightly to to suit the times and and my sensibilities okay all right well, we are done with the seriousness, and as we close this off, we have just uh, have three questions for you here that are all going to kind of be in fun, honestly. So go with it wherever you, wherever you feel, all right? Sure. First question is coming from one of, one of our viewers here who asked, all right, so everything happened that happened in that movie. Based on where the movie ends at, what happens to the wolf? And this was a this was a serious question that came up there. I mean, we had all this carnage at this point. People's lives are like forever changed. What happens to the wolf? Oh, it's uh, one of the things that didn't make it into the script because we couldn't dealing with the wolf. It was a live wolf, so it was really hard to get to do what you wanted it to do. But the last the last shot in the script was, you know, the wolf watching the smoke plumes in the distance as it just walks off is again. It's it, it was just a wolf. A wolf is just a wolf. It didn't get its comeuppance because it didn't it doesn't deserve any comeuppance. And there's no you know, there's no reason it's it was doing what it does and it will continue to do so. It was the only real survivor <laughs> survivor out of the movie. And that's a real answer because you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it it's not a it's not a revenge tale for the wolf or anything like that. So no, we're, we're not gonna get like Anne versus like the wolf pack or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, so. no revenge. Revenge is a human emotion. Hunger is an everything uh, need. Yeah. Okay. All right, so next one then. Um, we, uh, we've played this with a few of our other guests we've had here on the show. 
Um, I'm going to give you a couple of movies and whether you've seen them or not, because there might be some you haven't seen there. All you got to do is tell me your preference between the two. And they're all themed basically to be backwoods horror films. So if you've seen them, great. Pick whichever one's better. And if you haven't, I guess go off the title, the trailer, anything that you know about it. All right. We only got sure. four of them here. Going to try to keep it simple. All right. Give them to me. All right. First one. Cabin in the Woods. Or the original Blair Witch Project? Well, that's a good one. That'll be the toughest one that you ask. I it bet. will be. <laughs> uh, it's, it'd probably be a close... I think I think Blair Witch, just because of the effect. Okay. I, I love Cabin in the Woods, but it didn't really scare me at all. That's that's a fair, fair point. Um, did you like when Blair Witch came out originally and everything like that? Were you were you one of the many who got a chance to actually see it in theaters or get caught up in the craze and everything like that too? Yeah, I saw it in the theaters. I, I it was it was after the like there was an initial craze where it was going around that this is a real found footage doc. I I saw it after that or or was was really going into it knowing that it was a, a work of of fiction, but okay. you know. It's another movie that kind of it's creepy until a, a, the last couple of minutes where it goes off a cliff. And that's the real moment that everybody remembers. So, yeah. you know, OK, that's how, that's how Hunter Hunter winds up, hopefully. Oh, I, I I'm telling you, man, from from everything that's that's out on there, it, it definitely seems like that's the case. So, all right. Number two, uh, Evil Dead or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Although again, that, that was tougher than I would have. They were <laughs> tougher than I thought. You got to think about it because then it's like, well, do I consider the sequels? And the sequels are probably where like it changes the tune for sure. So yeah, the All first right. first Evil Dead, I would I in the the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would say Texas. Okay, I'm with it then. All right, number three, Friday the Thirteenth or Deliverance. Deliverance, one hundred percent. Okay, all right, we got some good, we got some good ones then. All right, and our last one: Wrong Turn or Cabin Fever. Um, which which the original of both? That's uh, so. So, have you seen both the original and the remake of Wrong Turn at this point? I have. Oh. You know what? Then I'm curious. Then, like, if you had your choice between let's let's take a, let's take Cabin Fever out for a second, because we the same episode where I talked about Hunter Hunter, I did review the the new Wrong Turn as well too, and as you know, because you've seen them, very different films, very very different oh, yeah. films by the Extremely. same screenwriter, by the way too, who did that. Preference yeah. between the original or the remake. Oh yeah, he was actively trying to make a movie or something that was different from from the first for sure. Yeah, I think I, I think I like the, the the original one the best. I think the 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 remake had a couple of bridges too far for me. Okay, and that's fair. I mean, that's a that was a classic. That is that is one at that time where that still gives me some chills thinking about the original one now too. So yeah, it was good. It was All good right, time. so our last question here. Um, and we've gotten fun answers about this, okay? So so think about it, th think what you got here. If, and obviously we've seen the movie, we know we know how it ends here. But if 
studio came back to you right now and said, hey, we want you to make a sequel to Hunter Hunter. And you have to make a sequel. Now, whether you've actually considered and seeing the film, I have to imagine probably hasn't, but if somewhere in the deep, darkest recesses you have ever considered a sequel to Hunter Hunter, give us the sequel idea. And here's the thing. Here's the only, the only rules for it. It can either be an actual real idea that maybe you've considered and then said, obviously this isn't ever going to happen, or you can just make something up. We're not going to know either way because you can't confirm which one it is, but tell us, and it can be outlandish by the way too. Whatever it is, is fine. Tell us what the sequel to Hunter Hunter would be. Well, I, I specifically made it sequel proof. <laughs> uh, it's, it's by the end, a lot of people have questions on what Anne's fate is um, after the movie. So if I had to pick something, it would be pretty much a, a 20 minute sequel where she's declared insane and shipped <laughs> off to a shipped off to a hospital and you know then maybe it becomes like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest style uh deal where the she's being mistreated in in a in a in a in a hospital for the the mentally incapacitated and then is rescued is rescued by the wolf (laughs) and she realizes she realizes she was wrong about him the whole time and now they live a life of peaceful existence out in the woods. Yeah, they went back to the woods. Same cabin. Oh, man. Okay. I, I like the idea. And I apologize in advance if, if the studios by chance catch this. And they're like, well, we heard you have a great idea for a sequel. It's time for Hunter Hunter 2. You know, so I apologize if they come back and they, they got to use this idea, which may or may not be a real idea there right sean um i i appreciate you joining us so so much folks uh the film hunter hunter is out right now it's available for purchase and for rent on most streaming platforms prime video voodoo you can get it pretty much in most places out there sean any last words you have for us here uh the movie will be out on hulu on March 19th, on my birthday. That's big. That That's actually extremely big. Happy early birthday, first of all. And uh, folks, that's, that's a pretty big, big drop of knowledge right there. Because again, if 2020 has shown us something, streaming services <laughs> is something you got to have. With that being said, though, buy this movie before it gets to Hulu, though, too. Because yeah, no, it's I worth mean, the uh, money. Ignore what I just said there. It's it's never coming out. You gotta you should buy it on VOD and there's no there's there's no release on any kind of streaming platform. You have to purchase, you have to rent, folks. Let's get it going, all right? That's it. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today, Sean. Thanks a lot, Baron. It's good to talk to you. All right, folks, and that's going to do it for another brand new edition of Tea and Friends Watch a Scary Movie. Thanks again to director Sean Linden for allowing us to spend some time with him here and discuss his great movie. Remember, Hunter Hunter comes to Hulu on March 19th. Yes, March 19th. You can catch this on Hulu. And if you want to see my interview with uh, David Steinman, the writer and director of Santa Slay, you'll find that right here. If you want to find part one of my interview with Sean Linden, you can find that right here. And if you want to get subscribed to the YouTube page, go ahead and click that right there. Thank you.
guys very much for joining us on another new episode. I'm T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared.